So Stevie, welcome. Welcome. This is this is your first time co-hosting the community podcast interviews, right? Yeah, let's go. You ready? No, I'm I'm terrified right now. Are you terrified? You I'm a little scared. You, you scared? You scared, bro? You're a goofy, you're a punk. This verse is like perfect, dude. This guitar and everything, it's like, yeah, so amazing. With your dumb ass hair, look like a starburst. I bet you like five dollars, just a starburst. I bet you doing songs now with your guitar, huh? I bet you think you're too good for a job, huh? I'm about to give you one, dig your own grave. Leave you hanging from a while like some old jays. But that's how you would have done it in the old days. song that officially got me off the vg kick i've been listening to vg for like three weeks straight now yeah and now i'm just listening to this song it sounds great man so fucking good yeah that shit's nice because it like makes me want to rock out a bunch but also kind of dance a little bit. Yeah. And sing too, you know? Yeah. It's really catchy. Yeah. I catch myself singing a little bit. Yeah, all day, man. Every you time I goofy, see you, you I a punk. Exactly. I eat kids like you for lunch, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get some let's, protein. Let's fucking get into this shit, man. Yeah. Well, what's good, man? We sitting here with, with Haji. And how do I say your last name before I fuck it up? Uh, Gaviota. Gaviota? Okay, that's what I was going to say, too. That's what I was going to say. Cool. You got it. How you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How how you been? Good, man. Uh, it's nice to it's nice to meet you, man. I'm a new fan, bro. I just fucking, I just heard that Goofy <laughs> song recently, and I cannot stop playing that shit, bro. I'm gonna be real, bro. It's <laughs> Yo, nonstop. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that for real. That shit made my day when I saw it on Twitter. We were talking about it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, my homie Stevie right here. Uh, he's a cause. He's he's known about you for a little bit too, man. When when did you find out about him? Uh, it's hard to pinpoint a time. I found out through Rob, Rob Apollo. Where, yo, shout out to Rob, man. It's yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. How did, uh, how did, first of all, how did you end up, like, knowing Rob and, like, knowing some of the Detroit boys? Um, I think it's through, do you know Paris? Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Popstar Paris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I know Paris through, um, just, like, the internet. And then he knows Rob somehow, and then that's kind of how I... Just like some internet shit man. during the pandemic. Shout out the internet. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so have you ever have you ever met Rob in person at all? I haven't. I uh, haven't not yet, but definitely in due time. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So are you are you originally from New York? Or are you just there now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was born and raised like the house I'm in right now is like the house I like came home from the hospital. Oh, that's to. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you're in what Astoria? It says. Yeah, Astoria, Queens. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. How old are you, bro? I'm 26. 26? 26. Oh, damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're a little closer to our age, man. That makes us feel better, bro. We be we be dealing with the young boys all the time, man, and they don't... No, they don't... that shit. That shit happens to me, too, in music, man. It's a lot of times I'm like, wait, you're what? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. just like your cultural references don't land sometimes. And you're yeah. Like, oh. 
you were born after 9-11. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spot on. It was fucking insane. That's or funny. like, I worked, I worked. Uh-oh. Damn, we lost I worked him. as a, I worked as like a real high school oh, teacher for like two years. Um, when I was like 21, 22. And it was like, I was like, damn, like, I was like 21. My students were like 17, 18. And it's like. Now I still work in music, like, with kids who are, like, even younger than the kids that I taught. So I'm, like, I was once in, like, this weird, like, authoritarian position over you. And now we're, like, in the studio trying to make a hit. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's really weird. That's wild. Do you like teaching? Uh, It's cool. It's cool. It's not like, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's my life passion, but it definitely is something that I think everybody should do for at least, like, a little bit. Even if it's, like, in, like, a smaller sense, like being like a mentor or like a tutor or something i think it's like a really important skill yeah no i agree what what are you teaching i taught like i taught ninth grade through 12th grade like anywhere in high school like special ed uh i taught social studies my first year and i taught math my second year because i didn't have any math teachers and so my first year i was like i was i studied history in college like that was like my thing um and i they made me cover one math class my first year because they like didn't have enough teachers. And then a math teacher left on top of that my second year. And they were like, Oh, you were kind of good at that. So like now you have to teach like six of those a day. And I was like, Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. I definitely learned a lot. That was not really like my strong suit, but um, yeah, I did a little bit of both. That's wild, bro. That's wild. So when did, when did you start making music? Like how old were you? Um, I feel like I've made music, like, throughout my life at, like, different points. Uh, when I was in high school, I was in, like, a bad cover band. Um, what, what were you guys that, covering? I was, like, rapping into, like, Audacity and shit, you know? What was like, the cover <laughs> band about? What were you guys covering? What happened? What were you guys covering in the cover band? Uh, we did, we did four songs. We did one set. It was, like, and I had to, like, it was, like, there were three of us or four of us, and we were kind of, like, a, like, appealing to everybody. So everybody got to pick a song. I, I picked Pink Matter by Frank Ocean, okay. which came Sick. out my senior year of high school, which also makes me feel old sometimes, but um, <laughs> yeah. that was my shit. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's so crazy when people talk California. about... California. Oh, damn. My bad. I'm going to turn my Wi-Fi off real quick. No, you my good. might be horrible. Let me see if that makes it better. Is that better? Yeah. No, that's right, good. Cool. I was just about to say, it's so yeah. crazy whenever people talk about like being like 12, whenever like an album came out, and I'm like, oh, shit. I was like... You know, definitely grown when that happened. No, that shit happens to me all the time. That shit freaks me out, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you started the cover band, then you said you were doing a little bit of rapping after that. Uh, have you, like, always been It was playing? actually, the rapping was first. Okay. Uh, I was horrible, bro. I was so bad. It was hilarious. I used the same rhyme scheme on every song. And not, like, a compelling one, either. It was more <laughs> like, I didn't know how to do any other one, so it had to be that one. Yeah. Um, over, like, some real bad, it's, like, pre-YouTube beats, like, I don't even remember the websites I was getting those shits from, but it was, like, really bad. Yeah. Um, and then in college, I picked it back up, and I came at it from, like, more of, like, a rap angle. Um, and then I did that for a couple years while I was in college. Like, it was kind of like, I went to school in Philly, and I was definitely, like, pretty homesick, and a lot of my friends were getting into music, so it was kind of like an escape from, like, where I was at. Okay. And, um... So I would record a lot when I would come home. Not really while I was in school. It was kind of like I lived, like, two separate lives. And then um, by the time I was, like, a junior or a senior, I kind of knew that I, like, wanted to push that further. So I took, like, a job at Teach for America back in New York so that I would have a job in New York for, like, two years. And I was like, all right, this will cover me. I can move back home. I can make music. I can, like, see if I get good at it or whatever. And then during, like, my second year, I put a song out that, like, did well. And then that was kind of, like, my ticket to, like, try for real. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Was that like, were you like starting to kind of like blend genres a little bit then or were you still like fully rapping? It was definitely like more of a blend of shit. I just didn't know how to like do a lot of the things I wanted to do. Like I was, even when I was like rapping, I was always trying to like blend shit, but it didn't like, it didn't make sense the way I was trying to do it. I was just like, oh, if I take this and I do this, it'll just work because I like those things. And it was like, that's not really how that works. (laughs) That shit just sounded like a fucking puddle. Yeah. Um, but then by the time I started working with this dude, Mike, who I met back here, who was like, he kind of came from more of like a, like, he's like a classically trained guitarist, but he's also like super into like electronic music. So he was able to make like really clean shit. And from there I was able to be like, okay, so I can like record like a whole like fucking 
song with like structure and all that shit. And it was just easier for me to like figure out how to do the things that I had in my head once I started working with him. So. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Do you have any other people like that, that like you really feel like it just kind of came to fruition once you started working with them? For sure. Even the dude who like I um, was making some of that earlier rap shit with, his name is Rome. Um, he goes by low effort. He is now like, he's like an awesome producer. He does a lot of like more like hyper pop kind of like left field shit. And then he plays guitar in my like live band. Um, he, we've made some really cool shit that's going to come out pretty soon too, hopefully. And, um, yeah, I have my guy Chetta, this other dude in Brooklyn, who I met in, like, 2019. We've made a bunch of songs together. Uh, we did, like, from the ones that are out, we did, like, Runner's High and uh, the song Telescope and the song Catch These Hands. Um, he's super fire. So those are, like, kind of, like, the main dudes I've worked with. Um, I also worked with this dude, Jack LeBose, who He just moved to L.A. He used to be a New Yorker. Um, we made a couple joints together, too. So Have I you- love working with, like, hella random people and just kind of seeing what happens. Yeah, those are the dudes I've made like multiple things with. Have you uh, have you caught up with uh, one of Rob's homies, Merkaba? I, I I peeped the whole tape they have together. That shit's fire. Hell yeah, yeah. He just went back to New York, so he's gonna be in town now. Uh, is he from New York? Yeah, he yeah he's from uh, Jersey, I believe. Um, Jersey oh, City. No shit. Yeah, and so he's kind of back in that area now. But oh, fire! We should link. I had no idea he was from around here. Yeah. Yeah, so like, what are like, what all like was your like influences growing up and shit? I know it's kind of like a basic question, but like, you know, it seems nah, like that's a good. it seems like you know, definitely are like into everything. So like, what was like your first like yeah. favorite shit? I grew up with like my dad was like he was definitely like into like a wide range of music. We used to always play music in the car and shit. Um, he likes a lot of like British shit, like like the Clash and like the Buzzcocks and like shit like that. Okay. So I grew up with that. That was kind of like the primary shit i would listen to just so kinda, nice like, little understanding punk of punk right there yeah a lot of like the jam like the ramones even though it's like queens but um just a lot of shit in that kind of world and then from school and shit i would get like 50 cent like eminem of course like that kind of shit um and so it was always like i was always super into like rap and like the punk shit at the same time uh but they were like very separate worlds like a lot of times as a kid i, I like people I would listen to one side of music with, like, I'll be like, yo, you should listen to this. And they'll be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. kind of in either direction. Uh, but it's really cool seeing the way music is now, where, like, I feel like people are very, like, eclectic and shit. Uh, it's a lot easier to get into those different kind of pockets and stuff. But, um, yeah, just, like, a lot of shit like that. It's, like, kind of a mix of shit. Yeah, and what about, like, what about now? Like, what's some of your, like, favorite new shit that you've heard? Man, um... Recently, like in the last like year or so, like I really fuck with underscores. Okay, I never heard yeah, of them. Yeah, nah, I've never heard of sick. Mm. It's like kind of like um, they make like I guess it's like hyperpop, but it's more like emo. Like it's cool, man. I don't really know how to describe it. You just gotta listen to it. It's yeah, fire. yeah, we'll check them out. <laughs> they, uh, they have an album called uh, Fishmonger. Okay, that shit is fire. It's got um, cool cover art. Yeah, it's a really cool cover art. The whole thing, like, once you, it, like, fits the music, too. You're like, oh, shit, this, like, works. Um, I really fuck with them. Uh, like, I really fuck with this rap group, Blue Bucks Clan. They're from L.A. They, they kind of, like, they're, like, a duo. They just, like, do, like, kind of, like, brag raps back and forth, but they have, like, really good chemistry together. They kind of feel like, you know, like, the, the two Muppets who, like, sit in the balcony and, like, make fun of shit? <laughs> yeah. They kind of feel like that back and forth. They have, like, that kind of energy. It's great. I love them. <laughs> uh, that's tight. Uh, I listen to a lot of, like, you know, Yeek? Not Yeet. I mean, I love fuck with Yeek, but, like, this dude, Yeek? Nah. Makes, like, kind of, like, surfier, like, indie music. He's, he's dope. Is it is it two like, E's instead of like that? is it two E's like Y E E K? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I've seen that name, but I haven't I haven't yeah. tuned in. It's kind of like R and B, but like a surfier kind of like indie version take on it, which I fuck with a lot. That's yeah. kind of shit I'm on. I've been on these days. Hell yeah! And then so this is like just a little question stemming off of that that I usually ask. But is there any like is there anybody that you think is like super influenced like the way you write music specifically? Oh, for sure. Yo, I literally think of my, like, music experience as being, like, like almost, like, BCAD type shit with, like, the first time I heard Frank Ocean, uh, to be honest. Like, I, I remember I was, like, because I got into Odd Future because it's, like, 
this like kind of like weird cool girl in the art room told me about them in high school. Yeah. Also, probably makes me sound old as fuck, but it's whatever. No, 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 no. no. I, <laughs> I know, I know that girl like, that you're fuck? talking about. I couldn't remember the acronym. I was like, you said O F W D. No way, I remember that. Um, because you like, bro, I didn't even like. I had like an Android. That shit was booty. I couldn't even Google that shit in the school building. So I had to remember that shit and go home and fucking Google that. Um, and then. Like, from there, I didn't even really, like, I was listening to, like, Tyler, and I fucked with Tyler a lot, but it was also, like, I listened to that shit and be like, please don't, don't kill your prom date, bro, like, don't do that, I don't really rock with that, like, please turn around, bro, you know, (laughs) don't do that shit, um, and then I remember I was coming home from school one day, and I was listening to Hot 97, and they played Novocaine, and I was like, the fuck is this? Yo, this is cool, (laughs) it was like. I don't even really know. Like, I feel like that song, even to to this day, is like. I guess it's kind of hip hop, but it's like, it's a little bit of R and B, a little bit of like. I don't. I just don't really think anything really sounds like that. So when I heard that shit, I was like, I need to know more about this. So I just like downloaded like Nostalgia Ultra, and I was like, damn, this is like what I was like. I guess like as a kid, I was very into like writing and stuff, but I didn't really think of it as a music thing. I like loved them separately, and I thought of them as like two different worlds or whatever. And then once I, like, heard somebody write like that, but on the music that I like, you know, like, the R&B and, like, the, the hip-hop and shit, I was like, yo, this is, like, exactly, like, what I've wanted my entire life. So from there, I kind of just saw music in a different way, I think. That's oh, sick. Yeah, yeah Frank, Frank's the yeah. one that did it for me, too, in a lot of ways. I mean, he's got to be, man. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> there's nothing else like that shit. No, not at all. Yeah, when's that man going to drop? They was talking about him having some music a few months ago. We'll he was see. going around the labels, wasn't he? We'll see. He was at the Balenciaga uh, <coughs> most recent runway show. <coughs> that man is having too much fun to drop music. Bro. Yeah. And I respect it. For real. <laughs> he really is. Which is fine. I'm I'm down with whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Me too. Anything I get from here on out is like a bonus. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you got it too easy. Not to, not to get it confused. Favorite, I will take it. Favorite Frank album? <laughs> Um, Frank, album or Frank song? My bad, you cut mm, off. Album, album. Album? Uh, ooh. I'm probably still gonna go with Channel Orange. Like, cool. I love Blonde, like, I love Endless, I love Nostalgia Ultra, but, like, Channel Orange was, like, in the moment, like, the one. I was like, this is, I've never been, like, that anticipating an album and, like, actually had it delivered before. So, like, for me, I was, like, Cause that was maybe even the first like I've anticipated albums when I was a kid, but like that was the first time I anticipated some shit and was like, "Wow!" Like I don't even remember what I was expecting, but like this was oh, a step above it, you know? Yeah. Um, especially like I still think like Sierra Leone is like a top five Frank song. Um, yeah. Pink Matter was my favorite for a long time. That's the thing with that album is like my favorite song on it will change. Yeah. And it still does, and it's like over. It's like a decade old almost at this point. So it's like that's pretty crazy. Yeah, the, that album truly might be like. I mean, Blonde is the same way where it's like every time you listen to it, it's just you find fucking way new, deeper layers in every song. For but, sure. But Channel Orange is the one that I feel like over. You know, I guess it's just been out long enough. But but it, yeah, it's like every time I listen to it, I hear something new in it. Like I, I was. Yeah, I, was, I didn't even take in how crazy a lot of Channel Orange was. Like yeah. I was taken away by, like, the obvious moments the first couple of times, like, pyramids being crazy or, like, you know, like, the revelations on, like, uh, Bad Religion and, like, Pink Matter having the Andre versus, like, that's, like, the first thing you're drawn to. And then, like, when you listen to it deeper, you're like, damn, Sierra Leone is crazy. Yeah. Crack Rock is crazy. Yeah. Like, Pilot Jones. And all the songs that didn't, like, initially grab me, like, they will after, like, a couple of listens. And you're just like, damn, you know? It gets to the point where, like, someone puts a gun to your head and tells you to name the worst song on that album. You're just like... Every reaction, there's no song you can name on that album where there will be somebody who's like, bro, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's really no winning. Well, you could that's, name that's Start. You know that shit is a classic. You could just name the intro Start because that's just like the... That's a cheat. That's a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cop-out. Yeah. <laughs> well, gun to, gun to my head, man. What else am I going to say? I mean, it's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was a little bit late, man. It was kind of... It was interesting. I, but my experience with that album is so... It's so wild because I just I remember going on like the internet whenever like the album start rolling out and I just saw the cover everywhere and I was like what yeah. the fuck is this cover and then Same. his letter came out and I read that letter and I was like this is crazy like this is just such like a 
personal little thing that like you know and i feel like that became you know people definitely got like a lot more personal with art after that you know what i mean but i never sure. i had never like felt like there was like an artist doing something that raw and i i like downloaded the album and then hopped on a plane to chicago and just like played it like it's like an hour you know plane ride to chicago yeah. from here and and I just remember playing that whole album and then just being like, what the fuck just happened, man? Yeah. Like, that was an experience, but... Nah, it's crazy how, like, wild that moment was. Because for me, like, I had been listening to Frank for probably, like, maybe, like, a little under a year at that point. But I was, like, really into him. And, like, I was really into him and had no idea, you know? So, like, when you, know, you read that letter and all the songs, like, you're like, oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> kind of like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, I didn't even pick up on, like, a lot of the meanings of like some of those songs and like in a way where like I, you know, in post letter, you're like, Oh, it makes a lot more sense now. But it's like, even then it's like, I listened to American wedding and was like imagining a girl for like a year and it still was fire. And then you like really get the context and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. It makes even more sense, you know? Um, but yeah, he's just that kind of artist where like you can, you can relate on that level, even if you don't know the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, like, you go back to a song a few years later, and, like, it'll just click a little bit different, just being a little bit older, and you're like, ah. Like, I really didn't understand how that felt, like, what he was saying, but now I do. Yeah. I was going through that listening to, like, some, I was listening to, like, Thank Me Later by Drake. <laughs> like, the first Drake album, Dude, like, that, studio album. That was, was like, like, my favorite Drake album for a while. I mean, Take Care is so good, but Thank Me Later has, like, a certain feeling to it. Like, I don't know. It's in, it's extremely underrated, I think. It, it like, kind of got, like, I feel like the way, um, I don't know, I feel like people always, if you're hyped and it's your first album and it's not a classic, people are just going to trash it. Like, well, that I'm album... not comparing the, the Jack Harlow album to Thank Me Later, because I don't think it's nearly as good as Thank Me Later, but, like, um, <laughs> like it's the same kind of concept, where it's, like, you, it doesn't matter. If it's not a classic, it's trash. Yeah, and I do. Um, I do think "Thank Me Later" is kind of like more of an R and B album than Drake's ever done. Like, you know, sure. just jumping off like with fireworks and shit like that. You know, he had his he had his rap songs on there, but having like you know the Dream record on there, it's like it was so much R and B on that. Nah, for sure. I think karaoke is like my top. It's in my top five Drake album, Drake songs. <laughs> bro, me too. I forgot about that song, bro. <laughs> he was saying he said some shit on there, and I was like, I can't imagine Drake saying this like now. And it's so funny that he said it. It was like you like you know you like put your hand on the metal and feel it, but do you even feel it anymore? It's like Drake would never say some like nihilistic shit like that. <laughs> like, what? like what the fuck? He's got uh, too money, too like, much money to get that out. Like that's nuts. Like I can't imagine that man saying that now. He's too busy taking pictures with like Haim or Haim. I don't know how to say that name out loud. I'm gonna be honest. I've gone this far in my life. Yeah, thinking. I saw that I'm picture though. It's Haim, right? I think it's Haim. Haim. It's yeah. Haim. It's Haim. I think it's, yeah. it's gotta be Haim. Yeah, I saw that yeah, picture though. Word. They look very happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That's hilarious, man. What a character. What a character, bro. Yeah. No, so I know you've been getting into you've been performing with a live band, right? <laughs> How's that yeah. been, uh, like, taking the recorded song? Like, did you – I didn't think you recorded the songs with a live band. So, like, how was Definitely it? Definitely not. No, it's all produced. Like, how's the process of going from, like, uh, the recorded song to getting a live sound? So it was funny. Like, before the pandemic, I used to play a lot of shows in New York. Um, and I would play probably, like, once a month just at, like, Damn. random, like, New York venues and stuff. Like, real, like, New York local artist kind of shit. And um, I used to play with, like, a seven-piece band. And it was, like – I had, like, it was, there was not a lot of rehearsal going on. And there was also, like, a huge variety in terms of, like, musical experience. Like, I had a couple friends from college who were, like, real, like, jazz instrumentalists and shit. And then I, I had my, my boy from growing up who had never played a bass before, who just played guitar and would play, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, covers by tabs, like, on guitar. And it was just, like, learning the bass. Sick. And so, like, the, like, other kids would be, like, Yo, it's like a five. It's like a two five one, and then you hit the three. Of them. He would be like, "Bro, literally, like, tell me what fret I'm supposed to play, like <laughs> the number of it, not the note." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Word, this should be interesting." Uh, but it was fun. We just played like super like jazzy renditions of shit. Um, but my music has kind of moved into a more like energetic space anyway, which was like perfect for me to kind of like reconfigure. So we've been playing like we play like with the backing track we add drums on top and then we just add guitar and then I play guitar on stage now which is like a, a new thing for me um and it's just like a little more of like kind of just like loud fun like in your face kind of shit which is like 
more the pocket of like what I've been trying to go for. So that's sick. Do you like playing with a guitar when you perform live? Yeah, I break. I break something every show, which is really? Like really unfortunate. Like I really fucking break some lines like every time because I really have no. I've never like the first time I like stood on stage with a guitar was like August twenty twenty one. So it's sick. Like, I go in and then I feel myself and then I hit like a couple lines and I'll be like, oh, I'm chilling. Like I'm amazing. I'm fucking Jimi Hendrix. And then I like break some shit and I'm like, damn, that was embarrassing. But I just have to like play it off. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm getting there. I'm I'm warming up to it. Um, it's kind of like those videos of like Lil Wayne playing guitar from like the Rebirth era. That's like right <laughs> my guitar experience. Right have you have you always played guitars or something you've picked up in the past few years? Um, the first time I got a guitar I was in like the seventh grade. I played the piano when I was a kid, so that's okay. like kind of where my musical like foundation comes from. So uh, it's like been... how I know how to like like what chords are and shit. It's just from the piano. Um, I'm left-handed, so I had to like I had, like a left-handed guitar when I was in high school, and um. It was just like I was okay at guitar, but I like didn't really like grasp it as much as I like thought I would because I like a lot of like guitar based music. But I just I don't know I wasn't like totally like grabbing yeah. it. I, I got a little more into it during the pandemic because I was kind of forced to like start producing shit myself sometimes. So I was like, fuck, like, <laughs> I'm, and I had I have such like guitar based music, and I was like, damn, I can't even do the thing that makes my thing go you know i was like this is embarrassing i better figure this shit out so i just got a little bit better during then um but it's still been like definitely an experience for me do you have a lot of records that you uh that you produce out of that um on my earliest project there's some that i like co-produced and then on purgatory uh i co-produced like there's some that i like even to this day where i like like i play the keys on them but in terms of like real production shit there's two on purgatory uh hot air and guido miss karma that i like there's like an entire version that i produced and then i like brought it to somebody and was like all right like make the bad parts sound good and like yeah. keep the good parts <laughs> yeah. um but yeah for the most part i kind of just let like people do their thing it really depends on who i work with though because some producers are very like you know like computer-based and so like i can come in and be like oh, i actually know like what chords would sound good and then i have some producers who are like super super music theory guys and it's like i'm like all right bro like you got it (laughs) (laughs) so i I just kind of let the vibe go wherever it goes but i'm trying to learn more and more so that i even want to like at some point produce for other people i mean it's definitely going to be like a goal of me you know once i get kind of bored of writing my own songs and stuff yeah but so so what's it like uh what's it like being like a you know i guess like a a upcoming artist in new york right now because like we're you know we're here in st louis and it's like you know, I feel like the common word is to always be like, oh, you know, we need to get to a different city. We need to blah, blah, blah. Like, do you feel like For you're sure. where you need to be right now? Like, do you do you like being in the environment you're in? Um, Yo, can you still hear me? I lost. I'm about to, like, switch from AirPods because my shits are dying. Oh, no, you're oh, good. Yeah. You, yeah, did my you hear kid. me? Yeah, yeah, Yep. Thank God, bro. I just got this iPhone 13. This shit is hitting crazy because, like, <laughs> my old iPhone, like, the sound was so fucking bad when I tried to talk to it. Okay, fire. Um, uh, you sound good. Yeah, I mean, New York is cool. It's, like, I actually really like it because um, there definitely are, to be clear. There's an exodus of people who go to L.A. Um, It's more people than you would think because, like, everyone's like, oh, New York, big, you know, wet dream tomato, whatever, you know, Alicia Keys said, like, it's big city shit. Everybody's out here (laughs) doing their thing. Um, It's just, like, it's not that for music to that level. Um, Obviously, there's, like, huge artists who go to these like fancy studios in manhattan and shit but like that's not really what the culture of like new york artists is like um i was lucky where i grew up with a lot of people who i still make music with to this day so because of that like honestly like i don't really leave queens a lot like i go to queens in brooklyn to make music um but the cool thing about new york that i really like is that even though it is like a smaller scene um there's like it's a giant city and it's it's really like the second biggest music scene I think in in America. Yeah. If you don't, I don't count like like shit like Nashville is like I'm sure Nashville is amazing for like country music and shit. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. So like in terms of the music that I like and the music that like we like is like it's kind of just like New York and L. A. and like <coughs> you know Atlanta for like rap music and Chicago for like kind of more of that like homegrown homegrown shit. Um, but it's like a big enough city and it doesn't like we're like our number one export is not music whereas in la like the number one export is entertainment 
So I feel like people who move to LA and like live in LA and make music in LA, like it feels like the entire universe to them. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you got a session with blank. Like, oh shit. Like, damn. Like that means you're blank with blank. And then I can rank you in this thing in my head of like all these people. It's like in New York, bro. Like there could be artists who are like making an entire career. And like, we've never even overlapped because like you just kind of can have your own pocket and chill. So obviously it's like, it's nicer to me than like the super like competitive fast paced, like kind of like corny shit that goes on in like LA. Not to say there's obviously some amazing people in LA and I spent a lot of time out there and I've made a lot of songs out there, but, um, it's just a different vibe. Like it's, it's definitely more like, I don't know, just like kind of laid back. Like you're like kind of allowed to do your own thing. You don't have to look at what other people are doing and be like, damn, he's doing that. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's more of that in other places. And then in a smaller city than New York, you get like the people fighting over like who's running blank you know like I've, I've had friends from like cities like vegas and shit where they talk about that where people are like yo i was the first in vegas to do this you know and like from my perspective i'm like bro nobody cares <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> i don't even know what that is you know yeah. yeah like people get really caught up in like smaller things and because it feels like you have to fight to be the one person to go from here yeah. and like everybody gets really competitive in a different way from la where everyone is competitive because it's like that's the thing going on it's like there it's like people feel like there can only be one thing going on whereas i feel like new york is like the perfect mix where it's like you um like it's big enough where like what you're doing doesn't mean shit which is good because you can kind of like just focus on you and chill and it's like small enough where like people know each other and you know there's like connections and people can hang out and stuff so i'm, I'm a pretty big fan of it um like there's things I don't like, like the studios are mad small and there's not that many of them and it's cold as fuck from like October to like April. But besides that, it's great. <laughs> so do you picture yourself like staying there for, you know, like as long as you can? I do. I don't see myself being any, like, I don't think I could see myself like moving full time to LA unless I like came into a lot of money musically. Yeah. Like makes sense, you know, and there I was like became like a writer for like other artists or something which is like something i'm not opposed to but it's like not something that's on my current radar so it's like yeah i don't you know like it's i don't really see myself moving full-time i really love new york it's great like it, yeah. it has my friends are here i always say though like if my friends are like i'm moving to la i'll be like fuck i kind of have to move to la because i want to miss them <laughs> yeah but um yeah I mean, my family's here too which just makes it a lot easier yeah, I've always been a fan of, like, the bigger cities. Like, you know, like, going to Chicago for the first time, I was like, holy fuck, this is where I need to be. And then when I went to New York for the first time, I was like, holy fuck, this is where <laughs> I need to be right here. Like, and L.A. has always been, like, the common place of, like, oh, that's where that's where everyone says they need to be. You know what I mean? And Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, being there, I'm like, damn, like, I get it. Like, I get why people think they need to be here. Like, I remember, I, like, just in one day, it was like, I, like, went to coffee and I, like, saw Archie from Riverdale, and I was like, oh, shit, I know that guy. And then I, like, went to, like, a session, and then, like, was working with, like, people who were, like, working with, like, names where I was like, oh, shit, like, whoa, you know? And then I, like, went out with my friends, and then I, like, took an Uber home and saw, like, Matt Ox walking down the street. And I was just like, yeah, I get why people think this is, like, where I need to be, <laughs> you know? Like, it makes total sense. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking, I don't see, ever see celebrities in New York. It's super funny. It's like, New York is just kind of, like, its own thing. But... It's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's got, like, the perfect balance of, like, big city resources and, like, small city community. So, that's all I can really ask for. Yeah. So, like, you know, with, with everything you've been building lately, like, is there something, you know, like, outside, you know, like, not talking about, like, location or anything, but is there anything you feel like you're, like, missing kind of, like, within your group or your network that would really, like, help you elevate things? Like, um probably money money <laughs> like, yeah money i work as a high school teacher like every day basically um so my time is like kind of limited you just really wish. the way like my creative process has been has been like i work as a high school teacher most days out of the week um i drive uber eats sometimes i like do private tutoring for kids and shit and then it's like i take a week off or two weeks off or a month off and i go to la and i write hell songs or i like go with one of my friends from here and, like, we, like, go away for a weekend and just write mad music. So I kind of, like, write in bursts. And I don't write, like, um, every day. That's and I think if I had, like, the financial resources to be able to write every day and, like, not um, 
have to like go make the money that I need to spend on the music video. You know what I mean? Like it would be like, I think that would probably be a difference maker. Um, but I'm also at a point where it's like, I feel comfortable with what I can create and like, I don't need to like sign away shit for like a bad deal. Um, so it's like a weird middle ground. It's funny. I always say like, I like have gotten the need to like spend more on shit like to make my videos look good and to like pay producer fees and make sure everybody's paid right and like a good art and shit. But I haven't like made a proportional increase in like my streaming money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Cause you're like, damn, like that just means I need to like work my day job harder. Like, yeah. That's kind of fucked up. You know, yeah. like I didn't think that was going to be the way it went, but it kind of is. Uh, but it's been cool. Like, I really feel like that's probably the one thing that would be a difference. Like otherwise than that, like I have like great collaborative friends, like, people are super awesome i have a band i feel like if i had to go on tour right now we could go on tour tomorrow you know like i have producers that i feel like super comfortable with so oh yeah we have a great team here do you uh I, i've seen like a lot of your videos do you have like a main director you work with a bunch or do you switch it up a lot so i have a really good friend his name is adam um he shot all not all but like most of like the purgatory videos and the fit pick and the heterochromian videos um and he's got like ton of projects going on he's shooting like a like a short film and does uh he kind of runs his own label and does a lot of videos for all those artists um so like you see me in the background of a lot of them which is funny um and we kind of have like a great little like community of people who are like you'll just be like oh shit i saw that guy in the in his video or whatever um but for the last couple videos i've worked with a couple different guys that like my managers know so i started working with my managers in like may 2021 and they have like great visual guys um, and I've kind of, it was like perfectly timed with like when my homie wanted to like do more of like his shit. So I've really been working with them more. Uh, but it's good having like, I have like a bunch of people I can hit up and be like, yo, we need to shoot a video like that I feel really comfortable with. So it's like honestly fire getting to know all these people. Oh yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you have a, is there anybody like, you know, that any like artists that you're like connected with around there that you like really believe in right now that are just like really dope to you? Yo, definitely. Um, my guy, She Loves Boone. He has a show tomorrow night that I'm really excited about. Um, he's sick. I've known him since high school, kind of like tangentially. Um, but he's like really gotten shit going in the last like year or so. And uh, so that that dude, low effort. I was talking about. He produces most of his shit. Um, they have like a really cool sound going on together. It's like kind of like, it's like kind of hyper pop, I guess, kind of rap, <coughs> and. Someone described it as, like, bad bitch music, and I was like, that's, like, the perfect way. <laughs> it's, like, the perfect word for it. Hell yeah, that, um, that sounds he's fire. Really, he's really sick, so... And then, uh, my guy Jerome, he has this little band called uh, Dead Phone with another friend of mine named Abby, and they make really cool music together, too. They've only put out, like, two songs, but they're both really cool, um, and they have a lot in the tank. So I'm really excited about them. Um, yeah, there's, like, a ton of cool artists in New York, though. Like, it's honestly, like, overwhelming sometimes. You're just like, damn, that's, like, another fire person. There's, like, all these, like, little scenes that kind of interact and, like, you know, overlap from time to time. Yeah. Is the, are the different scenes a little supportive or more competitive? I would say supportive. Like, I don't really, I never feel, like, a sense of competition yeah. from people. I, I would imagine. actually say people are really collaborative in New York, which is nice. There's not as many of them as there are in L.A., um like in the same kind of pockets and circles and stuff but it's like most of the like people in new york who are like killing it in like the indie world is like i've worked with them and they're cool you know and like i'll go to their show and like they'll go to my show and it's like super supportive it's never like oh i need to do this because blank or whatever you know it's like always been very cool like there's no like scene beef or anything at least i'm not aware of it it would just be happening without me (laughs) and that's (laughs) fucked up i want to be part of it you know yeah let me I want to beef with somebody. Can't cut you out of the beef, you know? Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm trying to get my tweets off. <laughs> <laughs> so to get a little nerdy, you were talking about you, you're starting to play guitar. Have you, like, do you got, have you been, like, building, like, your pedal board for, for the stage? I literally am such, like, a fucking boomer with that shit. Like, my guitarist puts my pedals in the right order every time I do it. Because I'm like, bro, I don't remember what I did last time. Like, I only have two <laughs> pedals. I'm super, like, bare bones. Like, I have the absolute bare minimum. I was literally playing my shit straight into the amp. And, like, one of the dudes in the band was like, bro, like, you're going to be on stage tomorrow. Like, 
figure that shit out. That's not it. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I like plugged into pedals, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I just wasn't playing it right. Like, why? Yeah. Sound like, you know, like I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, I um, I feel you. I'm kind of like trying to. Fi- that's why. I, that's the only reason I asked. I'm just trying to figure out like you know just more shit to try, man. Because it's like the, the the pedals just take it to a whole nother level, man. It really is some different shit, man. It's like. I didn't, like, fully comprehend what that shit could do, but it's a game changer for sure. I have, like, oh, they're right in front of me. This is exactly my setup right here. It's so funny that they happen to be right on this table. This shit. Nice little reverb pedal right there. Sure. Little boss. Oh, yeah. This is it. That's my whole setup. Wow. Hey, that's sick. <laughs> they're still plugged into each other. Hey. The last time I used them was <laughs> whatever show I played. That hey. I it's something at least. Yeah, better better than straight in the amp, I'll tell you that. No, definitely I was like, whoa, like takes it up a notch. What kind of guitar are you playing? <laughs> but oh. yeah, I've just been kinda of learning a lot of that stuff. Like I I didn't really come from that background at all, so it's like just like picking up and making sure I sound good. Like sometimes I feel like I'm like a I'm like half like joking on stage half the time. So I just like am like downplaying my shit and like fucking up and like being stupid. But I feel like as long as people leave and like have a good time. It's like my job is done. So, if you mess up, you can always blame it on the other guitarist. Nah, for sure. I'd be like, bro, you break that, man. Like, yo, deal. The sound guy, bro. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Be mad nice to the sound guy for the whole show, and you like don't have to be nice to him on stage, bro. You never have to see him again. So that like, you can just be like, bro, you suck. Like, what the fuck, the fucking sound here is terrible. But then at like 5 p.m. during sound check, you're like, yo, thanks so much, man. Like that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bro, my roommate does sound for this place in St. Louis, and he was talking about how um, this girl's batteries ran out in her mic, and she just went off on him for, like, 30 minutes during the set. Damn. Like, in front of everybody. And, like, he came home, like, so upset from that night, and I'm like, damn, that's, like, super intense. (laughs) <laughs> How are you mad at someone else because your batteries ran out, bro? What yeah. if you want him to have like a battery checker with him, bro? Be like, beep, beep, yo, hold on, bro. Your batteries are low. Yeah, I mean, you can't even <laughs> yeah. can't even check them at a certain time. But, but it's just a crazy, crazy life being the sound guy. But I bet. He That's wor- like going out with your friends and your phone dies and you're mad at your friend, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, take care of your own shit. <laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah. Uh, what kind of guitar are you playing? Um, I have a, like, I have this, like, weird, like, knockoff left-handed Epiphone Les Paul situation thing Sick. that I bought from this other, the only other left-handed guitarist kid that I knew in high school, because I feel like he owed somebody money, and he was, like, trying to sell it really quick, and he was like, bro, you're left-handed, you want to buy this? So <laughs> like, all right, sure. <laughs> it, was, it was probably, like, 150 bucks, I paid him, and I got it, and then I was like, cool. So I've, I've literally used it on stage, there's a crack in it, but it doesn't sound like it, so it's fine. Hell yeah. Hey, as long as it sounds good, you know? That's dope. Yeah, it's like surprisingly, like, I noticed the crack during the rehearsals last time, and I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> but it sounded fine, so it's cool. I could, like, Phoebe Bridgers it and, like, smash it on stage if I wanted to one day, if it ever gets too close, but. Yeah. Too Somebody's got to do that, like, some real fake punk shit where you, like, switch guitars, so you smash, like, the shittier one, so you, like, don't want to smash your good one. You know how, like, I've seen, like, baseball fans, like, they catch the home run, and then they're, like, bring balls with them so that they could throw the ball back and be like, I threw the ball back after the home run because I'm, I'm a real fan. That's but then, crazy. Like, it's the one that was the real home run ball. Damn, That's wild. It's a really Just fake world we live in. Catch the whole audience crazy. off guard completely. Get somebody ready with the camera so you got the TikTok going. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're all of age to know this reference, but I found out something was fake today that I didn't know was fake. Do you guys remember the Leroy Jenkins thing from years ago? Yeah, that's fake? Yeah, that's fake. Okay, so apparently all the people before it, because they were doing all, like, you know, the strategizing before Do ran in, but apparently all those numbers were fake. Like, people ran them up, and none of them had anything to do with, like, wow or anything. (laughs) So they found out that that whole thing was staged, and I just heard that today, and I was, like, literally appalled. Not to not I would to side be embarrassed to be the much. dude who was like, these numbers have nothing to do with wow. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, you're kind of self snitching to be like, <laughs> that's that's why it stayed uh, secret for so long. <laughs> but no one wanted to own up to knowing. Well, no, no, no. But if anybody like wow players should like they should they would probably own that and be like, no, this is you know what I mean. They're, they're no, probably not. But it might stay in the wow bubble, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, like the 
the reaction video on Twitter of like the it's like the little like nerd smiley face and then it plays like the noise in the background like that's all I hear in my head when I imagine somebody telling me the numbers in the Leroy Jenkins video it's like yeah my bad for the side tangent I just was no, I just was appalled today bro. I actually am never gonna see that video the same and I'm gonna like double check every internet video from like 2008 now and be like yeah damn. I, I, didn't, for this. I didn't think they were faking it cause that was like one of the first viral videos ever you know so I didn't know if they was faking it back then like when know. you're like 10 years old bro it's impossible to tell what, what's fake and what's real I'm gonna be honest yeah. like I was watching like the like rise like bro I'm literally like my job right now as a teacher, like I work as a substitute and um, I'm like subbing for a teacher that I actually used to co-teach with. And her co-teacher is now like running the main thing. She got pregnant and she like just had a kid and stuff. Um, and so I like don't really plan anything or teach anything. I kind of just grade. So I'm like a glorified high school TA and I chill in the back of the classroom. And a lot of times I just end up in like YouTube wormholes, like what the kids are like learning and like I'm done with grading and shit. So I literally watch like YouTube documentaries that are like so embarrassing because I like don't know what else to do. Um, and I was watching like the rise and fall of like that Fousey tube guy. And they were like, yeah, Who's all those that? pranks were obviously fake. And I was like, when I was 10, I definitely thought that shit was real, bro. Like, I don't know. Do you know that dude who's that? That name sounds familiar. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you like look him up, you'll be like, oh. he also like, he had like a like a schizophrenic breakdown and like thought like Drake was coming to his like live thing like three years ago. That was like another <laughs> I never remember him. that. Yeah. Um, but he used to do like prank videos and shit. And I remember being like, that looked real. Yeah, dude. I remember being what on YouTube. <laughs> early YouTube. I just remember being on it and like seeing some, like the world is about to end thing from planet X and being like, and Oh be my like, gosh, yeah. it's, it's oh happening. God, it. I was like, it's happening and no one's talking about it. I need to tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember those, like, old skate videos? There was, like, this certain brand of ones. It wasn't, like, you know, it was, like, before, like, the, the like, skate hall of meat shit. But there was, like, a name for it. And it was, like, it would, like, it would be, like, the brutal as falls or whatever. And, like, literally, like, some dude would, like, fall, like, off of a building and, like, go down a few stories. And then they would just run the camera over and show him, like you know, a whole pile of blood and shit next to him. And like, no, I don't th- like, I remember, I remember thinking like, holy fuck. Like I'm watching kids die on skateboards. <laughs> like, and we'd be like a bunch of skaters. You know what I mean? Just like, what the fuck? This and then we us. found out all those were fake and it was just like, Oh damn. Really? Yeah. yeah they're I'd all fall fake. for that shit today, bro. I yeah. would too. Well, if you look at it today, you definitely know. This is one of those ones that it's like, you can tell if you're watching at 13, you wouldn't know, but, but then you see it now and it's like, Oh shit. Just I like fall see- for anything, bro. Yeah, me too. You can tell me that like, like Ted the Bear from the movie was like real, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." Where'd they get that? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still convinced Chucky dolls might be real. Sometimes, I saw <laughs> I saw this truck pulled over on the side of the road, and he had two Chucky dolls, like the bride and Chucky, on the back of it. It was a semi on the back of fucking two seventy the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't trust that truck. Yeah, I'm not going to go to hell <laughs> just just in the case. Yeah. I knew this kid who went to my high school who was, like, a couple years older than me, and he thought if he went to the power plant in our neighborhood, he could catch Zapdos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's far. Hey, that's not, that's not too far off. I'm like, bro, I want to live in your fucking Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that, dude, that dude's reality does not need to be shattered. He's living in a no, great he's world. He's real as fuck, bro. He's got it all figured out, and we don't. Yeah, and yeah. now he's probably out playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's say, the first he place he probably now. went. Oh, uh. <laughs> that's crazy, man. He was right, bro. He's like some on some Nostradamus shit, bro. Like he got the image right, but he didn't get like all the details, you know. <laughs> he, was just, he was he was living in the future. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! So I gotta thank you for doing the uh, the Nelly shout out in, in Goofy, man. You shouted out the real hometown hero. Yo, yes, sir. <laughs> Three one four, baby. That's what it's all about. Hey, you hey, know the area hey, code hey. too. Hey, <laughs> it's lit. Yes, it's, sir. I only lit. know about that shit because of Smino. But um, yeah, I fuck with Nelly. Nelly was amazing, man. But you a Smino fan? Except Nelly, one time, like he like hit on my girl at the club. Really? That yeah, ass? Really, yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. This is the craziest shit I might ever say on an interview, but like. When his dick pic leaked, I was like, <laughs> I might have to check and see, like, how threatened I was. 
What do you mean by that? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you hear the sound effects? Uh, that's a great... I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm not clicking on that. And then I was like... Gotta check it out. <laughs> Gotta check it out real quick. Let me like see the, what I'm up against here. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, wild. Though, legend, for sure. All right, we got the sound bite, man. Um... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you rocking with Smino, you said? Yeah, I love Smino, man. He was, like, um, definitely one of my favorite rappers when I was in college. Like, uh, Black Swan, like, um, that whole era. Like, the little tape before that shit. Yeah, that's an early Smino, too. That's right when he started popping off, kind of. Yeah, I remember him from uh, from Colors. Like, before, like, mm. the TikTok. Like, that shit was probably, like, well, like, 2015. That was my favorite song. I thought that shit was... Like the most insane beat I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it still is low key. Like that beat is insane. Definitely. There's some people who make like kind of like Monty Booker type beats now, and like I don't think anyone has come close to like touching whatever the fuck, whatever dimension he was in when he made that beat, bro. That shit is fucking nuts. But Smino is also just like crazy lyrical and referential and shit, and like that inspires me a lot because I like shit like that. Like I like making like little sly references and shit that some people might pick up, some people might be like. Bro, I don't know what that means. I always try to make sure it sounds catchy so, like, people are like, bro, I don't understand who the fuck that is or what that is. Like, at least they're, like, not, like, you know that the soccer coach was, like, his headphones coming off? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, like, I'm trying to make sure I never say some shit like that. Yeah. But I say some shit where people be like, oh, I know I know what that is, you know? Smino is definitely a big inspiration for that, honestly, because he is, like, mad melodic. He goes on, like, little vocal runs and shit. You don't even realize half the time, like, what his references you know like are and like what he's talking about and then i'm like oh shit like he said that like that's like hilarious <laughs> you know and it's like it was catchy before so you didn't even realize i fuck with that heavy no he's de- definitely it's cool because like being when we're, we're both from st louis and so like he'll throw some st louis references in there and like i'm from north county and so like i'll catch some of those too which yeah. is nice it's like the the leo meme he's pointing <laughs> at the tv screen hmm <laughs> that's fire man shout out to Smino that's how I feel about Action Bronson <laughs> yeah you like yeah. Action Action Bronson like I can play Action Bronson with my dad like my dad likes rap music but like if I play Action Bronson with my dad like it's like he's like oh I know that 90s baseball player he just referenced you're like damn that's <laughs> talking about. That's fire you know like, that's sick. funny I'm like this shit was for you bro like this shit was made for you that uh, makes a lot of sense yeah man. that's tight <laughs> But yeah, the hometown hero shit is always really cool, man. It's cool to see. Like, I've learned a lot about St. Louis just from like listening to Smino. I feel like like more shit than I would have I would have known otherwise. So that's cool. That's to hear. cool. That's cool to hear. An outside perspective. Have you ever like randomly been through here or anything? I have. I've never left. Like, uh, I stayed at like a hotel for like two days or some shit for some conference thing. I think I went and I saw the arches, mm. and then I went and I got barbecue, and it mm. was cool. Nice. I was like, this is dope. I fuck with this. But I don't remember where I was or, like, anything I did besides mm. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to go back for sure. That's how I feel about New York. That's I mean, awesome. man, there's much to see, man. Pull up. I love New York, <laughs> man. Yeah, most definitely. Greatest city in the world, but. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. It's cool, man. That's what I love about New York. It's a weird size where it's, like, it's, like, three times bigger than any city in America. But then it's like, it's like, it would be like the 17th biggest city in Asia, you know? Yeah. So it's like big, but it's like, it's not like, bro, there's like 10 cities in China that are bigger than New York. That's crazy. And it's like, we don't even know most of them as like Americans. You know what I mean? Like I would like, you could tell me the name of a city and I'll be like, I don't know what that is. And then shit has like 10 million people in it, you know? I might be scared to go somewhere bigger than New York. But New York is sick, man. The only other other time I've ever been in a city and I was like, damn, this is like, significantly a bigger place than new york is tokyo that's probably it that's crazy yeah tokyo was like i was like damn bro like, this is like it's like a new york inside of new york inside of new york bro like, I well, was like this is nuts. <laughs> what were you out there <laughs> everything for? else is like kind of on the same level like london i was like all right this is just like tokyo with like or like new york with like nike tracksuits and knives <laughs> and, <laughs> you know <laughs> like, <word>. <laughs> lots <laughs> of accents What'd you end up in Tokyo for? Um, I was there, like, I, I graduated college, and I just, like, went on, like, a little backpack trip, and I ended there for, like, a week. That's dope. Yeah, it was really cool. I need to, like, I, I feel like I didn't even, like, 
scratch the surface of shit to see. Like, I need to go back really badly. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. That's on my list, too. Yeah, it has to be, man. I saw their opening travel back up, so. That's a good yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, we also uh, do this, like, weekly podcast, right, me and Stevie? We do, like, this movie club. So, so we got to definitely ask you before this is wrapped up. Uh, what's your favorite movie, man? Or what's, like, movies you've been watching lately? Bro, I can tell you from my perspective on Twitter, bro, is, like, I just see, like, Rob and, like, his homies post, like, screenshots of the podcast. Which is, like, a stamp. Yeah. Kyle. Shout out Kyle. Yeah. I just look at that shit and I'm, like... And they'll just be like, nah, no way. <laughs> just like a screenshot. Of <laughs> <laughs> we love it, man. It, we, we love checking That's to see. like the marketing, bro. Because someone's going to be like, I have to know what his take was. I need to go see this. Dude, it works that on us. <laughs> yeah, it works on us. We'll be like, what the fuck did we just say? Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing what Kyle, what Kyle screenshots from the pod. <laughs> um, I'm like really bad with movies, bro. Like I really? have not seen a lot of them. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a movie. I would have to really think about it. I've been meaning to go see, like, everything everywhere all at once. Oh, uh, yeah. Me and my girl are, like, long distance, so she was like, what, you're going to see it without me? And then I was like, when are we going to see it together? <laughs> it's going to be out of theaters. But she's going to be here this weekend, so I might try to find a theater in New York and still playing it. Yeah, um, I'm sure the, I think the last movie I saw was Licorice Pizza okay. in theater okay. by myself. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Heim earlier. I almost asked you if you saw that, but that was the first time I, f- I learned who Heim was. I'm gonna be honest. Damn. Like I knew who Heim was, but like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was her yeah. or like one of them. What'd you? Think I didn't of- even know they were sisters. What'd you think about uh, the movie? It was cool. I liked it. It was like um, I don't know. It was like very like stylistic. I guess like yeah. I was like, it's just like a plot. Is this what's going like? And I was yeah. just kind of confused, but the colors were cool. I was also really high, yeah. to be honest. Um, I was scared for like twenty minutes, and then I was like, "I fuck with this." But it was more because of how high it was, not really because of the movie. <laughs> no, I yeah. get that feeling. I get yeah. that. No. I had it like I, I kind of stopped smoking for a while, and then I was like, "Oh, it'd be fun if I smoked and went to the movies." And I had like I have like a pack, like a vape, and I was like, "Oh, this shit's not getting me high. Let me smoke it again." Like, "Oh, this shit's not getting me high. Let me take a bigger hit." Oh, this shit's not getting me high. Let me, like, hold this hit in for really long. And then I get to the movie theater, and I'm like, oh, I'm still not high, but I guess I'll watch this movie. And I, like, sat down during the previews, and I got up to pee, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm <laughs> <laughs> than I am right now. <laughs> I get all this, like, crash like a wave. And I was just, like, sitting in this theater. Like, there were probably, like, three people in the theater. And I was just watching that movie with, like, no context on what it was about. And I was just like... This is a lot, bro. <laughs> but it was cool. I fuck with like the like the the way the shots are set up and shit. I feel like I've learned a lot about that just like through having to do music videos and stuff. Like, um, but I don't really have any like deep analysis about it. Yeah. Do you have I'm any? Like, do you have any interest in like doing anything like like any video work or anything like outside of music? Like eventually. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm super fascinated by it. like. I would love to like be a part of some shit like that i'm completely over my head though so i'm trying to like learn more before i get into it but no nah, yeah. i definitely fuck with it i've had a lot of fun like being on set and like seeing how shots come out from like an idea and like i feel like i have good ideas like i would love to be like in like a music video production duo where it's like i work with someone who's like a little more technically proficient and i kind of just come up with stupid ideas and we, like make them happen oh yeah is there anything uh like outside of music that you're actively like working on like right now like I don't know, like any hobbies or anything like that you do, or is it just strictly work and music? To be honest, it's basically like music and like shit posting. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much it. Um, if I like had time to like pick up more hobbies, like I love biking. Um, I used to skateboard in high school, so I'm probably trying to get more back into that. Um, because it's fun, but I haven't in a minute. And every year, I'm like, this is the year where I'm gonna do it, and then yeah. I just but, um. Definitely that. I'm trying to, like, go to the beach more, go outside more, like, fucking hike more and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to read more books. Like, I just, like, kind of fall into, like, an internet rabbit hole every day. Yeah. No, I While I'm sitting with, like, 15, 16-year-olds just, like, <laughs> listening to them talk about the dumb shit possible, like, through my <laughs> peripherals. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Probably keep up with some yeah. funny shit with them, though. 
Bro, it's fascinating. Like, I've learned so much. Like, I get so many, like, internet references that I wouldn't get otherwise. But, like, <laughs> today, I had a kid playing a song from, like, a dude I know in class. And I was like, yo, like, what? Like, I had to, like, record it and send it to my friend. Like, bro, like, you're, these kids are playing your song right now. Like, That's fire. You, made it. you fucking made it. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, like, you made it. That's crazy. Um, I've had a lot of the kids like find out about my music too, so that's been a little interesting. How'd that go? They like it. Um, I mean, one of the kids was like, he said like the funniest shit ever. He was like, "This some white ass shit." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's white, I guess. So like, that kind of makes sense. And I was like, "Yeah." Whatever. <laughs> or like, I literally walked into the room and like it was during lunch, so like the kids like weren't like learning or anything, and they were just straight up like having a discussion about my discography they were like nah man this is the best. and i was like bro y'all are like y'all know more about this shit than i do at this point bro like, <laughs> this is crazy like, that's dope though it's funny man it helps like it definitely helps me like that's like the perfect like is my music good like because like you don't get caught up in like any of the shit like the scene or like the like sound or like what genre you are or whatever it's like you throw your shit in front of a 15 year old and just like see if they're like yeah this is good <laughs> like, that's like then you know if your shit is good or not, I feel like. So it's, like, honestly a great litmus test. My kids were, like, not saying it. I would, like, be like, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's nice little, uh, that's a nice little resource you got there. A little, little like, uh, what are they, like a little demo group or some shit? Yeah, a little test group? No, yeah. They they straight up are my focus group. For yeah, focus yeah. Group. There you go. Uh, I'm about yeah. to be like, which one should I drop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, Stevie, you got any you got any questions left? Nah, not that I can think of. Oh yeah. Well, but you know, I guess before we go, man, like, uh, what, like, is there anything that you got like coming up? So I know you just released like Goofy recently, but like, well, like, yeah. what, what, what's next on the agenda for you? We have we have the next song. Like, I'm getting the final master in like the next couple days. Um, just trying to figure out like some kind of visual thing. Nothing too complicated. It should probably be out in June. Oh yeah. Um, I have probably like four or five songs in the pipeline that I'm like pretty comfortable with going like month to month, just dropping like look kind of like what I did the year that I did purgatory where I was like dropping like singles every month and just doing like little visuals and shit. I'm probably going to try to keep that going this year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to LA for a month. I'm going to make a bunch of shit, probably like conceptualize whatever like the next thing is while I'm out there. And I'm hopefully playing another show in New York in like August. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I have on the, Coming up should be at least like two, three more songs this summer. Is oh, yeah. uh, is schools out for the summer for you right now? No, nah, it's um, New York runs really late, so I think my last day is like June twenty seventh. Whoa, damn, that is yeah. late. But but the last like uh, I want to say like two weeks is like all like state tests and shit. Do you guys uh, like start late or something? What's up? Do you guys like start later too? We start like maybe September tenth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That yeah. About a month later. It definitely. Definitely no earlier than, like, September 6th or some shit like that. Like, it's – and, like, we start in, like, the middle of that week. And then, like, the real first week is, like, September 10th, September 11th, that kind of shit. Okay. So we do start pretty late. But, yeah. And, and, like, June is kind of a joke. Like, a lot of it is, like – like, the last day of, like, classes, classes is probably, like, June 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, like, some shit like that. Then it's, like, a whole week of, like, state tests. But, like, most kids only take one in, like, the whole week. And then they just spend all of Regents Week just, like – doing stupid shit outside of school because they're not in school which yeah. is like Regents Week is like legendary for like any New York high schooler like if they're like yo during Regents Week bro I was like they start like rewriting their high school experience when you talk to them they're like bro like I was so fucking so many girls during Regents Week and shit bro like we were <laughs> they were literally just like in McDonald's like getting kicked out <laughs> 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 definitely a legendary week in New York oh man yeah I never even heard of that this shit that's sick though. But I know what the yeah. last week of school is like, and it's always lit. Yeah, for sure. They they definitely carry that over here. But oh yeah, well, yeah. dude, I really appreciate you hopping on the pod with us tonight, man. And of course, thank you for having me, man. This shit is really cool. I fuck with you guys. Hell yeah, yeah. it was great to meet you. Yeah, yeah, great meeting y'all too. Hopefully in person. Hell yeah, yeah I was gonna say later, man, for sure. Let me know if y'all are ever in New York. Yeah, for sure we will. Sure. And uh, if you ever like, if you ever try to set up a tour and need like a STL spot or something, hit us up. We'll try to help you out. Oh yeah, man, that'll be fire. Oh yeah, well shit, man. Appreciate you and looking forward to uh, the new music, man. I'm gonna keep playing Goofy a million fucking times. So <laughs> thanks, man. I'm gonna send you the other shit as soon as it's ready. So 
Hell yeah. Most deaf. Oh, and what can people follow you on? Uh, Haji Gaviota everywhere. H-A-D-J-I-G-A-V-I-O-T-A on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, um, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right on, bro. Well, thank you again, bro. And we'll uh, we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, man. Take, right. it, take it easy. Yeah. Peace out, bro. Peace. Peace. What a dope dude, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was sick. That was sick. And shout out you for being official at the end. I'd never be like, oh, what, what are you following you on or whatever. Ah, I had to get it out of there, you know? Hell yeah. Man, that, uh, first, first Stevie Corey. Yeah. What'd you think, man? How was the interview? It was you? awesome. That was fun. You like doing it? Yeah. You like doing it? Did I? I didn't shut you out too much, did I? No. You got to ask all you needed? Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. tight. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it's dope, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear his new shit. Yeah, me too. I'm still going to play Goofy a lot. Yeah. That's like a, a song of early summer right now for me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should close out with one of his records. Yeah, man. You should play Runner's High if you have it. I like that one a lot. You like Runner's High? Mm-hmm. I was going to play the uh, put the L in style. You uh, that joint? Throw that one on, too. I like that one, too. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the uh, first interview in a while, man, on Community. And woo, we had Haji on. Shout him out. Shorty turn my heart to chrome, trying to resell. Had to buff out all the scratches in the details. Now it's new without tags, shining off fires. My iTunes does this every time it plays a song after. This is the Fit Pick joint. But this song's good too. Yeah. Oh, I see what I see what you're saying. I always click a song and it plays the one right after it. So I'm sorry. This is uh Fit Pick. Not put that on style, but enjoy. Turn to me, I had to read it. With the souls all yellow, I fade Running heavy on the court like Metal Mario. What do you mean, man? I don't wanna get fly for you. I just wanna get fly. You catch that line? He said, running heavy on the court like Metal Mario. Yeah. That was nice. Fuck. Shorty turned my to chrome, trying to resell. Had to put out all the scratches in the details. Now it's new without tags, shining off fast. It would be the dream for you to throw it in the bag. In my palms, giving me advice. And it's better than your post when you off the white. I'm an island of my own. Ticket turn stone. It's hanging on my sleeve till I'm gone.